You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Who is it? The middle segment of the show where the guys usually pick someone up for a ride. This week, though, the guys decided to keep the van in park and get to know each other a little better. With stories from your hosts about their past, they asked each other some fun questions and a few serious ones as well. Let's hear what the guys had to talk about. This is the Big Red Van. Thank you. Welcome into 22.2, all those twos. Here we are. We tried to pick somebody up for a ride tonight, but nobody would take our candy. Mm. I know, right? I mean, we We're do gotta, have the windows blocked out in this van. Man, with Halloween coming up, we got to step up our candy game. we got to get rid of all these peeps. <laughs> all no, these peeps. And nobody taking these peeps. <laughs> Can't get no guests in here. So what we're going to do tonight is actually something we thought a lot about, something we've kind of been wanting to do for a while. We've never really told our listeners a whole lot about ourselves. We kind of started this with the idea that only people that we knew would listen to us. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, I don't, I don't mean to think that there's people that don't know us that are listening to us, but by the chance that there's people that don't know us very well that are listening to our stuff, I think that maybe they would enjoy getting to know a little bit more about us behind the scenes and or interviews of each other. Mm. So it's something that we kind of tried to do a little bit with Levi and Joe Hayden when you were at the beach. Uh, Levi and Joe sat in. They were podcast professionals. So <laughs> we had you know enlisted their help in helping us with – they kind of interviewed Malcolm and I a little bit. So mm-hmm. we dabbled in this a little bit. But I, I want to take a deeper dive tonight. We're going to ask each other questions as if we were the guests in the van. Get to know a little bit more, kind of dive in a little bit more about who we are, what we do, where we're from, that kind of thing. Or just stupid questions that we have for each other. So that's what we're going to do. That's going to be the who is it tonight. It's going to be nobody. It's going to be all three of us. So let's jump right in. Whoever want, Who wants to go first? Do we need to Rochambeau for it? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Malcolm. Yeah. What's the one song that you know every single word to that you could just spit it out? Okay. When I, when I was a kid, it used to be the whole... I don't even remember the album name, but Celine Dion, everything... Everything Celine Dion. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. That's great. You have a it's not a joke. Though? Favorite by her, probably because you love me. Oh great! I oh. danced with my mom to that song at really? my wedding. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was. I was crying like a baby too. Yeah, she's she's one of those girls that gets me crying. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. um, song that I know all the words to right now that I could sing and I enjoy singing. I don't know. Uh, a lot of John Legend, actually. Oh, okay. I enjoy seeing a lot to him. Ordinary People, John Legend, like those yeah, John cla- Legend days. Classic John Legend. Um, I can't sing word for word his newest albums, but a lot of his older stuff is pretty good. So so does that make him your also your like go-to artist? If you have artist? A, who's your, no, go- who's a lot your of, go-to a lot if you of don't my, know what you want to hear, but you know you'll listen to that? Well, right now... I've been listening to a lot of Khalid and a lot of Black because they're new. 
and have a lot of new content. But if I had to say go to, as in I could play a song and listen to it, or play an album and listen to it, it'd be a lot of alternative whatever. So I don't care what alternative band you can name one, I'll listen to it. So the 1975 I'll listen to, One Republic I'll listen to, Coldplay I'll listen to. Okay. Um, used to listen to a lot of Foster the People, but then they got weird. I'm trying to think of a couple others that are slipping my mind, but alternative rock or just alternative is my kind of thing. Word. Well, Hayden, we know some of the characters from guests in past episodes of your paintball crew. Mm-hmm. Man, I was going to ask this question, too. I'm so glad you're bringing so, it up. I think a lot of people have wanted to know. Yeah. You know? And this is kind of what know. I meant. I definitely want to know. We Hell, we sat Vince in here, and I've worked with I worked with the guy for five years. And yeah, we learned a lot. Learned a lot from him sitting mm. in here. So my question's rather general. Tell us all more about your paintball time. Yes. Well, I mean, I played a lot of recreational paintball, like just like with my friends and goofing around middle school through most of high school and then towards the end of high school i ended up playing with a team out of johnson city called thrash and um that was actually a sponsored team so that was actually kind of cool so we had you know free gear like all sorts of free equipment um our guns were sponsored our paint our paint was sponsored Hmm. and we had to pay like partial for the gun and partial for the paint after a certain number of cases we went through like any tournament we went to we got like 10 free cases of paint and then half price for any cases we use past that is how is how our sponsorship would work which was awesome we would drop we would by far go through the 10 cases that were free Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and blow through like you know 10 or 15 more and Um, then you got good deals on the guns too yeah, like uh, guns, like for example, the prices come way down in in the past years. But back in the day, like if you wanted a competitive level gun, it was about a thousand dollars if you all said and done. And nowadays, you can do like four hundred bucks and be just as good as the thousand dollar ones from back in the day. Right, that's about par. But I would get like a thousand dollar gun for like four hundred bucks. Is that was our sponsorship? Like nice. I shot a, a die proto because we had a die sponsorship, so that was cool. Nice. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. No. Wait. So, how did you hear about the team? Uh, oh, in, competing your... against them, really? Okay. To be totally honest, competing against. So, like, before... and you were a hard ass, and they like recruited you, or what? I mean, I'm not going to go as far as saying Man, hard this ass. Red more kid's like good. More like I was short, fast, and nimble, and I'm really good at playing the sideline. So there was a position in paintball called the like the tape or the snake man is what mm-hmm. it called. Like, is you know there was always a general layout to every competitive field and there was designated positions like front man, you know, tape man, back back guy, like water boy, water boy, um, Dorito. That's yeah. actually a name because nice. there's a triangle shaped thing on on uh, airsoft field or airball fields that looks like a Dorito, really? and everybody calls it the Dorito. So, but either way, like I played the tape, which meant I was on my belly sliding, diving like Superman, breaking things, not my bones, but equipment Ah, dude ah, this is actually a crazy story so there's a professional team called uh, uh, dynasty they're from california and they're like the biggest baddest team at least they were back when i played and I, i was loaned a gun from one of them to play in a match and sure as shit i went diving into a bunker and snapped the neck off of the gun he wasn't happy about that because mm. i mean they're professionals but they don't want their guns that are all ready to go broken for sure and uh yeah so i broke his gun and i was really bummed about that because 
I would rather be his friend, not the idiot who right. his gun. So <laughs> not quite the first impression you were going for. No, no. So tell you said something to me once before about you got waxed by some little kids. Oh, dude. Okay, so there's this team called um, Ult. Okay, so there's you know just like baseball there's professional teams farm teams mm-hmm. like that where they the minor get, leagues yeah the yeah. minor leagues and then there's a couple divisions below that like all things college mm-hmm. kitty leagues anyway so there is this team called ultimate and actually one of my friends actually ended up going playing pro with ultimate which was cool but anyway they had a one of their division two teams i think is what it was um, was called ultimate kids all these little bastards were like 12 years old and younger, like tiny. I'm telling you, these kids were little. <laughs> but they were being coached by these dudes that were professionals. Their tiny stature and their very good coaching led to them being just dominators because they were <laughs> so hard to shoot. And so, I mean, these kids would win tournament after tournament after tournament, and it was just everybody hated these kids. And then this one time, and it was actually a tournament we won first place in, we had to play them in the bracket system. We were like, oh, shit, we got to. This is going to be ridiculous. And we rolled those little kids. <laughs> like, literally ended the match with us, like, running up the middle, like, bunkering these kids, just like, as we ran by them. Mm. Like, it felt good. I mean, they were little kids, though, but that was a hell of a game. Because I think that was the only time we ever actually had to play them in a tournament. You know, typically, you know how brackets go. Sometimes you don't play people. They yeah, sometimes win. you get lucky and you avoid people. Right, right. But, uh, mm. yeah, that was uh, – I'll, I'll never forget that game, but it was so awesome because we were just like, oh, shit, we have to play those little kids. Because they're hard to hit, dude, I'm telling you. But, again, we shot two of them by running up alongside their bunkers, so that was – Just bum rush them. Yeah, that's, that's – that's, Dude, that's a tactic. Sometimes, Sometimes it's just like you know that they're not looking that direction, and you might get shot after you get them, but it's a one-for-one one kind of thing right. usually. And if you're lucky, a two-for-one. And, of course, that's always a good thing. <laughs> a twofer? A twofer. Well, that's really cool, man. You met a lot of interesting individuals that yeah. a lot ended up being uh, at least the few that we've met, and that's not even all of them, close to all of them. Some very talented adults. Oh, I mean, I played with a good ten or twelve guys before I went to Thrash, like on a team. Played with them, like we had two squads, and then when I went to Thrash, dude, we was like nineteen guys, like that I mm. played with there. So that was I've played with a lot of dudes and that's just on my team not to mention all the other teams out there that we just knew and played with and practiced with right you know it was it was fun it's pretty cool being on a team isn't it yeah <laughs> pretty awesome so all right, I got a question for you Wade for me yeah for right. you shoot so first of all I want to know if you enjoy being a player more or a coach more it doesn't uh, matter the sport uh I would rather play okay so give me your best story then from playing my you played <clears throat> Well, you t- you tell me a lot off air about basketball, but I don't think I've heard much of a base a baseball story from you. So no, I didn't. Pl- I played a lot of baseball when I was younger. I was forced okay. to quit playing it because I played varsity for our high school team, so our coach didn't allow you to play other sports. So oh, I only true. played it for my freshman year. So I can give you a story in basketball. Give me either one. So I can tell you the story about how I dunked in a game. I was. Uh, <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah. yeah. So. For those of you that don't know me, I'm about six one ish. When I was in high school, on a good day, on a good day, so six. Yeah, when I'm wearing my heels. So, <laughs> um, when I played high school basketball, uh, I'm actually a year younger than all of the guys in my grade. So I graduated. Okay. I graduated at a year younger in age than almost all of the guys that were in my same grade. That like, makes sense. You have Jared that, that has been in, yeah. on the show that was my best friend growing up. 
just as an example, my birthday is August 24th mm. of 82, and his birthday is August 28th of 81, and we were in the same class. So you're so, literally that last month of kids that Correct, correct. Yeah, a lot of schools cut it off in sometime in August or September. Yeah. September 1st was a lot of, yeah. at least was the rule when I was young. So anyway, mm. I started school when I was young. The point of that is I finally started to physically mature my senior year. You know, like when all of my friends hit it their jun- sophomore and junior year, I was finally like able to jump higher. I was yeah. starting to get bigger muscles and things like that. So anyway, I had relatively decent athletic ability. I could jump pretty decent. So the story goes like this. We played this one school every single year, Crosstown Rival, not even a rival because we beat the hell out of them every year. We were a big class high school. They were a small class. Mm. And a 6A to their 3A. And it was the game every year that in the week of practice leading up to Atchison, it was everyone practicing their dunks <clears throat> because it was <laughs> how many different people were going to dunk against Atchison mm. was kind of the, the gig. You know, it was one of those games every year is a cupcake game. JV players that played really well in the JV game would get to suit varsity. And a lot of times they would end up dunking in mm. the Atchison game. So anyone that could dunk usually got one off in the Atchison game. So we play them. We go into my senior year, preseason ranked number one in the entire state, number 23 in the entire country. We had a guy by the name of Wayne Simeon that played with us, ended up going on to Kansas, ended up being yeah. a first-round NBA draft pick, winning an NBA title with Dwayne Wade and Shaq with the Miami Heat. He was a junior when I was a senior and an absolute badass, All-American. So he led our team. We were nationally ranked, that kind of thing. Big deal kind of a team, right? Mm -hmm. I at 6'1 was by far the smallest person that would get on the court that day for my team. (laughs) Starting point guard was a 6'5 guy that played at Evansville, Indiana on a full-ride D1 scholarship, which is a Division I school. Um, We had another 6'8 post player that went to Furman on a full-ride scholarship. We ended up having a junior that ended up going to the Air Force Academy on a scholarship. So we were loaded with talent, and I was the only person that dunked in the game against Atchison my senior year. (laughs) No way. Wayne didn't even get a dunk in that game against Atchison. Like, not even an easy little one-handed stuffer or or anything. We were just waiting for Wayne to be catching alley-oops all day. So anyway, I'm guarding a guy half court. I say guarding. It's almost half full court. It's at about his three-point line. He's dribbling up towards his basket, about to cross half court. And I got kind of lazy. We were beating him by about 20 or so. And I do the whole reach from behind Mm -hmm. and poke it out, right, to where he's going in front of me and I poke it out. And it goes right to my buddy Zach. And then I stop and turn and start heading the other way to the basket. Well, Zach catches it and throws me a lob. And I kind of catch it one dribble and go up and dunk it one-handed. Yeah. And it was <laughs> it was nice. It wasn't some big posterizing dunk, but I was able to say that I dunked in a game. Nice. And that was something that was pretty cool. And it was in a game that it was annually like the dunk fest. Yeah. And I was the only one. So it ended up being pretty neat. It's a good moment. I enjoyed it. That's cool. My high school basketball team was a big deal, and I was like not a big deal. <laughs> so for me to be able to do that, it was cool. it'd be cool to have one of them soon on BRV. Yeah, man, that would be nice. We'll reach out to some of these right. guys. I, I feel like you have a good answer to this one. If you could turn any activity that is not currently an Olympic sport into an Olympic sport, what would you have a gold medal at? Oh, man. I'm going back and forth between something with a hacky sack. Or frisbee golf. You think you get Olympic gold at frisbee golf? Something that I could get Olympic gold at? Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that Wade's better at than everybody else? Bullshitting. <laughs> Cornhole. Um, 
No, I I would love with proper preparation, and this is no bullshit. To one of two things, if I was able to, can can I devote six months of training to this? Sure. Okay, ping pong or darts. Okay, those would be one of the two sports. Ping pong would... already is in the Olympics, right? Yes, I'm, I'm. I think I'm still confused on your question. It's basically Something what are that... you going to win a gold medal in that is not already an Olympic sport? Oh, if they bullshitting. Put it in the Olympics. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> bullshitting, talking. Okay. I, I could do that. But if, if it was an Olympic sport that's darts, I think. I think if with proper preparation I could compete with people in darts. I got really long, lanky arms. And I could almost <laughs> damn touch the bullseye. So I think it would be darts. I guess the longer your forearm, the faster you can throw, right? Yeah, these forearms are strong. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden, what's one thing you regret having not done? Well. Good question. Uh, I still got time, technically, but. I would have loved to have taken the time when I was college or just about to go to college or just to have done the whole AT before I had mortgage and bills to pay and job to work. The Appalachian Trail? Yeah. Do the whole thing. That would have been an amazing thing to do, but... That's like a six-month journey, right? Uh, it just depends on... How much of a hard-ass you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I spoke about the vegans before that did it in like two months. It was their plan. Which because just, they're vegan. Because they're freaking crazy. They, I mean, literally. They don't they have any of like, that protein weighing them down. Well, they were eating protein. They were just eating it in different forms. Like, they were throwing down the beans like it was going out of style and stuff like that. Probably because they drink Gatorade and not water. <laughs> no, they were just drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, the average person, if you had to say, it would be three, three to four months. It just mm. depends on how many miles a day you're willing to do. So this was brought up in Franco's episode, Hayden, and you never really answered it. But what would you name your boat? Because we asked Franco and you said, I have an answer for what I would name mine. Go back and listen to episode four. You say it, but you never give us what you'd name your boat. Mm. Uh, I'd probably name it the Enterprise. Because I'm such a Star Trek nerd. And the Enterprise is such an awesome boat name. Now, are boats... Are you allowed to name a boat something that's already named that? Well, technically the Enterprise has been named like 17 different times in throughout history in the British Navy. Um, we currently have a destroyer, if I'm not mistaken, called the Enterprise in the U.S. Navy. I can't remember for exactly if we do or not. I'm pretty sure we do, hmm. but I'm just a Star Trek nerd. The so Enterprise? The Enterprise would be totally... No like, SS nothing? No, just the Enterprise. SS Red? I mean, if you were to get technical, it'd be the uh, NCC-1701 Enterprise E-F, whatever you want to call it. Whatever <laughs> version it would be that's the newest one. Malcolm, which famous person <laughs> do you want to be friends with? That was a nerdy answer. I'll take it. <laughs> famous person right now that's alive? Mm, Bill Russell would be fun. He's barely alive, but yeah. <laughs> but he's alive <laughs> yeah, still. That's true. He still seems sharp, though. He seems hilarious. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he still has all of his wits about yeah. him. He still has a sense of humor, a sense of purpose to everything he says. So I think that'd be someone fun who's alive. What would you ask him? You could ask him one question. Probably the toughest thing about his journey was the what was the hardest thing about getting to where he's, where he's been. So I'm sure he's seen a lot. Oh, gosh. I can only imagine. Um, and he spent a lot of time in the NBA, but I would like to know what it was like before the NBA and since the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, when he was a star, he was an absolutely huge star. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong; he's gonna go down as one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, but he's also seen the league change and the country. He wasn't treated and... like by the fans. Yeah, like the stars of the NBA are treated now. Yeah. So agreed. It's, 
totally different and interesting, and it would be that would be someone very interesting to talk to. It's a good answer. I got a question for both of you. I would like to know if out of any movie that you've seen, what movie you would like to have played a supporting role in. Easy. I would love to be in a Star Wars or Star Trek movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to be like an well, alien. Oh, okay. Like in a like because Star Trek is all about people in costumes, especially the new one or like the new ones. Like mm-hmm. all the aliens are real people in real suits doing those. You know, like the cantina scene in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. All those people are real. None of that CGI. And so I'd, I'd love to be one of those kinds of. Well, you said supporting role, but still like yeah, any like role. a Chewbacca. Like, just getting to be in the suit and shoot my blaster and stuff like that. But, mm. you know, this just makes me think of uh, what something that cracks me up is Guardians of the Galaxy. Supporting characters in that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Groot is Vin Diesel, right? Yeah. You know, he, it's, I am Groot. Mm-hmm. You know, Over and over. Over and over and over again. It's just him. And he actually says it like a hundred different times for the movie like the actually it's not just the same voice over and over again but in the second guardians of the galaxy where it's like you know and vin diesel as groot and but groot's a baby so it's like even a voice warped version of i am groot like is Mm -hmm. what it sounds like and it's like he still is the voice actor for that character but he's it's like not even him he's gotta get a paycheck it just cracks me up. I'm like, how do you? How can you even put his name on the screen? Like, it could have been anyone in the studio just being like, well, he kind of shit that that take. Somebody else come over here. Can you can you say I'm Groot in the mic? Because all they're gonna do is warp it into a like a voice that sounds mm-hmm. like the little thing, anyways. I was just like, God, like it just a movie credit for that. Yeah, is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, more than a movie. Makes credit. the movie star studded. I know, but it's already got a million people any, anyway. Yeah, what's one more? I mean, I guess there's going to be another one, of course. And I guess Groot will be back into an adult by that point. And so, Diesel... Fast and Furious of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I don't know, man. I'm not really that big of a movie buff uh, as far as, you know, a certain series of movies that I'm really into, things like that. I think you're in a lot of, you're into a lot of comedies, though. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for so sure. Yeah. I mean, what what movie would you have been able to play a supporting role in? Uh, I would have hit him right off with them in any of Anchorman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I could have been on the news team. Yeah. I, I was thinking you were going to go somewhere like like Rounders or something like Rounders being, being a card shark or something in a Rounders dark would room have, would have been fun. Supporting role in that would have showed me losing a lot of money. So <laughs> that would have been interesting. But I was going to say just more of a general type of movie where I play an, an attorney. Okay. I think I, I think I could see myself playing any type of uh, attorney, like the movie JFK, for instance. If I had to give a specific movie, I would have thought it would have been awesome to play a, a supporting role to Kevin Costner as the lead attorney mm. in the JFK movie. Have you ever seen JFK? Yeah, I have. Oh, it's a good movie. I want to see you playing in a continuous show like Law and Order. Yeah, I could fight crime. I could basically. I really, when I was in high Kill school, ants. I thought that I wanted to be a criminal profiler. Really, I really did. Me and actually Jared, that listens to the show, him and I both were super into serial killers. And he even had our senior year of high school. He even had. I think I think he got it for Christmas from his parents. The Encyclopedia of Serial Killers. It was a book. No, it didn't. was basically like that. It's just an encyclopedia from A to Z of all the different serial killers in history that have been documented. And him and I were all about 
gosh, what's this guy? Douglas, something Douglas was, was an author and a former FBI agent that was a profiler. And we've read like three or four of his books that he had written about his times profiling real life serial, serial killers. And this is when we were juniors and seniors in high school. <clears throat> so him and I both thought that we wanted to be like profilers. So I, I think that anything that has to do with the psychology, not of what people do, but why people do what they do. Mm. the what set of circumstances or life experiences makes one criminal an arsonist and one criminal a rapist like what's the difference like what psychologically makes one word zodiac zodiac is that what you think it is you think it's a different zodiac sign that makes them no i'm talking about zodiac killer oh yeah we do we're all over the zodiac that was one of the ones that we researched mm-hmm. and when the movie mm. came out with jake gyllenhaal and such all a that, good movie too it's good but we because we read read the book zodiac mm-hmm. i'm telling you it's like six inches thick though but thick. you're talking about people that just do crazy things as a serial killer that guy yes that guy yeah and btk killer mm-hmm. the bind torture uh bind torture kill killer that was in kansas actually for the longest time he was killing people in the 70s and finally got caught in like 2002 2003 something like that man the, you guys were into this dude um, john wayne gacy the guy that dressed up like a clown and murdered a bunch of boys and then um, jeffrey dahmer up in wisconsin that was the cannibal the big guy that you know he was mm. arrested and had all those people in his fridge uh, the Green River Killer, or Richard Ramirez, with the guy that I talked about that had the pentagram mm-hmm. etched into his hand in court. Charles Manson. Gosh, I, I could go on for days. Wow. Him, him and I talked about all this stuff, and it was something that was of huge interest, and our parents were rather worried. <laughs> we, were, we were very into serial killers. So, Wade, I feel like this is a great question for you. Bring it. If you just woke up from being cryogenically frozen for 100 years, what would be the first question that you ask the person in front of you like you went to sleep knowing it was going to be a hundred years you wake up what's the first question you ask where's the bathroom <laughs> probably <laughs> i gotta pee so bad yeah pee so bad i gotta pee so bad <laughs> um no i i would probably say can i where do i get some food <laughs> where do i get some food or where you know where's the bathroom something like that or can I, if I was worried about things, depending on the, my state when I went to sleep, you know, I would say maybe where's a newspaper or I imagine if it was a hundred years, it wouldn't be a newspaper. Maybe it would be like a, how where, do you feed this signal into my brain? Yeah. Can you tell it <laughs> telepathically give me the uh, news feed for the day? Yeah. So hmm. I don't, I don't know. Probably something like where's the bathroom or get me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> where's the Mountain Dew? Yeah. Mountain Dew doesn't exist. Red Bull. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the Red Bulls, please. So uh, I would love for uh, the two of you can combine on this, but I'm asking it specifically to Malcolm. Okay. Okay. You can you can you know have a lifeline. Do you remember the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. You remember the whole lifeline? Yeah. Okay. Give me a Rushmore of Toms. Hmm. Got to throw up a sports one, so Tom Brady's on there. Okay, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, so that's easy. Um, did anyone call Thomas Edison Tom? He Probably. counts. It counts. Thomas is a Tom. All right, he'll be up there. I really like Tom Hardy. He's going to go on the, the Rushmore of Toms? Yeah. Okay. He is. Brady, Edison, Hardy. I guess I'll use my lifeline for my fourth. Oh, so I have to give you one? Selleck for that freaking awesome <laughs> stash. <laughs> Tom, Tom Selleck. <laughs> Good choice. That's that's an interesting. Wait, okay. There's only one of those that I really would have thought of was Brady. So that's a good one. So I have to explain 
What's so, your Rushmore of Toms? Definitely Selleck. Okay. Um, DeLong. Tom DeLong. From Blink-182. Okay. He's definitely one of my Toms that I grew up with. Okay. And Tom or Thomas works as well. Uh, well I guess I'd replace... Nah, never mind. I don't know. Alexander Jefferson. You're throwing Cruz, Cruz on yeah. the Rushmore. Yeah, before really? he, before he was crazy. That's not because you think he believed. You think he belongs there, or you just can't think of any other. Toms? No, I. Lo- I mean, don't get me wrong. I love some old Tom Cruise movies. Mission Impossible is freaking awesome. That's well, fair. all of them are. I guess I should say that's fair. Even that fourth one, it was pretty good. Like he doesn't. He is a man of his craft. Don't get it. Don't get me wrong. He is. He's just crazy yes but he's good and a fourth tom oh a fourth tom tom arnold because he's effing hilarious so no tom hanks no, oh i man. didn't even think about tom hanks no but... no if, thomas jefferson if i had a list in front of me all right tom hanks is taking edison jefferson spot. And slaves okay it's fair no thomas jefferson no uh gosh there was one more i forgot about tom's a, a very common name there's a, I bet there's probably. I, I would have probably added Tom Hanks in that list, though. He's I know Harding would have Thomas the Tank Engine. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. You are correct. Very true. Nothing very, else matters. Very correct. Tom Thumb. All right. Questions for both of you. What's a book that every one of our listeners should read? The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Because I feel like we're about to hit that point with our country. Okay. There's everything in history reaches a tipping point and it when it goes over that tipping point it either goes to the very very right or to the very very left and i feel like we're there uh it has a lot to do with trends in the retail world and trends in just society in general and i think that it was a book i read in college and i think that it would be something that a lot of younger Americans would benefit from reading The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. I don't have as philosophical of an answer, but one of my favorite I'm a bullshitter, dude. One of my favorite books growing up that I really loved and read many times was uh, The Call of the Wild. That was one of my favorite books just cuz I loved the boy with the wolf and mm. all that and I don't know. That was just one of those books that kind of spoke to me as a little kid, so I guess. Cool. I really liked that book. There you go two different sides to that for sure i like it all right i got one hayden if you could ask any one of your pets two questions what would they be let's say kirby if you could ask kirby the dog's been with you the longest two questions what do you want to know kirby is a great dog but he loves me so much that he can't chill out whenever i leave so i want to ask him (laughs) what the heck what the hell is your problem man you know i'm coming back (laughs) um and the other one is natty can you please tell me why you keep wanting to chew your butt (laughs) you don't have any fleas you don't have any ticks why you want to chew your butt so i don't know i mean i'd want to hear that answer you know and 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 i know people are going to be thinking well what have you done you know you know, the whole glands in their butt, making sure they're expressed, which is a terrible, awful thing to do. You don't. Why'd you but, have to even go there? But I'm telling you, all we have thought of these things, and she just likes to chew her rear end, man. She just sit on the couch, just... 
just chewing <laughs> at like the base of her tail. I don't know. Just getting some butt. Why you want to chew your butt, Natty? Malcolm, what's the dumbest way you've been injured? I think it was me walking down the stairs at school. I decided that I'd try and jump a flight, which was about mm, seven stairs. Thirteen, typically. Oh, the whole story, no. or like one of the the tiers of like a back and forth, like the whole a flight. like a tier of a. Back yeah, I think and that's forth. seven. Typically. Seven? No, Tip- it's like twelve. This no, was, felt like a dozen. That's a whole story. It, really, thirteen steps is like a whole story. But a flight equals seven, basically. All right, so I was trying to jump a story. It's still a good distance to jump. Okay, I don't know. There's a big difference between seven and twelve. Right, a big. Considering when they're like four inches per step. Like for example, my house is a single stretch stairway. There's not a there's not a flight to it, and it's got thirteen steps from bottom floor to top floor. Got it. Yeah, the, this one was at least a dozen. So I did one of those things at the top of the stairs where you take both arms and try and rock yourself forward. Oh, jeez. Um, and as soon as I did that, my right hand slipped and definitely landed on my ankle and was not good because I had a game that day too, I think. But And you went all the way down to the stairs, down to the bottom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slid on my butt. Bumble, bumble, bumble. I've never broken a bone, though, fun fact for you, so... I don't know what that's like. I just sprained an ankle and sprained that's a wrist. That's awesome. I've only cracked a rib. Does that count? That's the only broken <laughs> only, bone. Well, that that's seems bro- like a big thing, though. Well, I mean, I've never broken my ankle, broken my arm. Because ribs like don't really heal. Yeah. Um, like, there's no, well, you know, surgery. They heal, but you have to like just I mean, wait it out. I would also say that I've never broken a bone except for kind of like Wade. When I played baseball, I played catcher, and... Um, I was either shortstop or catcher. Those are the two positions I played. Mm. Um, but as catcher, one time I was playing and my pads were sagging on me and weren't as tight as they're supposed to be. And so my collarbone was kind of hanging out. And a, a foul tip mm. came and obviously went six inches above my glove instead of right into my glove because that's, that's hard to correct just that quick. Just your collarbone. And just went ping <laughs> right into my collarbone like 50 miles an hour. And I mean... I was never diagnosed as it being broken, but it definitely sticks out further than my left one now. <laughs> nice. So something happened to it. What was the exact question? Dot, like weirdest injury I've ever gotten or the exact question was what's the dumbest way you've been injured? That was pretty dumb. Okay, I got one more then. Yeah, so trying to think you could swing down an entire story of stairs. I think that classifies. You got one better than that? <laughs> no. Close. Someone, <laughs> someone. Um, when Close. I was when I was younger, I stuck out my hand to shake their hand, and this crazy person decided to pull out a pair of scissors and cut the front of my middle finger. So that's an injury because blood starts spewing everywhere. Somebody um, cut the tip of your finger off with scissors. The yeah, crazy person scissors. just pulled scissors out of their pocket. Yeah, they were in first grade. Oh. They weren't the so plastic they're not, scissors. They're not crazy crazy. They no, they weren't scissors. even safety scissors. <laughs> they're they're not, like they're out of the kitchen person. scissors. They're just a person. Just a, a little kid. A little person in first grade. Yeah. With scissors. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. My wife allows my two-year-old to walk around with scissors. With scissors? No, it's okay. Not it's safety right. scissors. No. Scissors. No, like stab you in the neck scissors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like fall on and stab yourself scissors. Oh, yeah. Like take your eye out. Yeah. Mm. You take your eye out with one of those things. Boy. All right, I got some rapid ones for you. 
All right, ready? Either one. Well, you got to pick one. Um, you can't go rapid and. All right, Hayden. Okay. 1770s music or 1970s music? 1770s or 1970s? Yeah. Ooh. They're both so good, though. They Actually, are. more of the better composers were 1800s, so let's go with 1970s. Yeah, they were post-reconstruction. Cool. Wade, 80s or 90s mo- movies? Mm. Man, it's got to be 80s movies. 90s movies weren't very... 90s TV was stronger, but 80s movies were better. Much yeah, better. I like that answer. And then for both of you, 1890s fashion or 1790s fashion? I'm thinking um, 1890s because I feel like it was more of a throwback to the Victorian era. So I'm going to go with those like corsets and then those big, long, flowy, bell-looking dresses for the ladies and uh, them in their little hats. <laughs> going to get me turned on, Wade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, that's my answer. And I, I like to go that first. answer. Now you go after that. I dare you. Uh, no, okay. I got a serious question. What is and this is for you to answer first, and then for you. No, you answer first. Okay, red. You're going first. All right, red. What's one thing that you want to make sure, or would like to make sure, or if you had your choice, there was one thing that all of our listeners knew about Hayden? What is it? I'm a big advocate of you should do whatever the hell you want to do, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. That's if I if I could think of that as my like life mantra, I think that speaks a lot of what I'm all about. Do you doesn't as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. I know that sounds like a simple answer, but that's I feel that's that, but I think that matches up with <clears throat> with who you are. I mean, you're a relatively process driven scientific mind, you right. know, and you're the just don't don't mess with me, I won't mess with you. Right. You're fine, I'm fine. Don't infringe on me. I won't infringe on you. Exactly. And that's how I've always known you since I met you. So that answer actually lines up pretty perfect to the Hayden I know. Mm. What about you, Malcolm? There's one thing that you could, yeah. if you, if you could handpick the one thing that our listeners knew about Malcolm, what is it? I would like them to know that I care, whether it be I care about the underdog or the person that doesn't really have a voice or the person doesn't that doesn't feel like they're being heard or any organization that feels small right now and would like to become big. I care about the little guys and I care a lot and I care about others growth and seeing them become something. It's a great answer. It is. It's a really good answer. Thanks guys. Yeah. So I have to cross this one off because you already kind of alluded to that one. You don't have any of the broken bone stories for me. So, Hayden, what's the worst purchase that you've ever made? You gotta give us a new your, one. Your one click buying shit you got. Well, recently, but we're gonna we're gonna see if they make it right. But my John Deere mower has been having all sorts of problems. Preach. I haven't been you've been talking a lot about this being and it's, in your it's kind of is it? It's a <laughs> A Z three thirty five zero turning. All I want to know is if you ride it or push it. It's a Z three thirty five zero turn deer so, boy. Sounds like you ride it's it. It's one of their smaller models of the riding zero turn mowers, but the f- freaking thing won't stop breaking belts. I can't figure it out. I've broken five belts in two seasons, what? but I'm taking it in on Tuesday to. Uh, they told me I mean, it's still under warranty, so they're 
they're going to take a look at everything and check everything out. But it's pissing me off, dude. Expensive as shit, and it's pissing me off. Like what? <laughs> like we, whenever I was a kid, and I mowed my, you know, the lawnmower that my dad had down here. Like I would mow that thing for most of my young life, most of it. Mm-hmm. Same lawnmower, never broke, never had any problems with it. And I can't get two years out of this one. It's pissed me off. Things aren't made the way they used to be. So, oh, that's the truth right there. But that would qualify as one of the, if not the worst purchase you've ever made? Recently. But the worst purchase I ever made, again, I'm not going to say that one was the worst because they could they could write their wrong. We'll mm. see how that goes. But I was going to say the bottle of wine for my junior prom date. <laughs> <laughs> what? Total waste of money. Oh, God. She was easy. Uh, <laughs> Didn't need the wine. Oh. <laughs> waste of money. Oh, jeez. Wade. What? What's something that you could give us like a 40-minute presentation on without any preparation? How to treat people. Um, how, to, how to attempt to get the best out of people. It's actually something that I care more about than I ever really thought I did. And Malcolm asked me the question earlier, would I rather coach or play? And I would rather play, but that's just the kid in, in me saying that. I feel like I can impact more by coaching. And um, I just, I, I like to think that we as a whole don't realize our own potential in a lot of instances until it's either too late or we never fully do. And we being just general people, myself included in that. And I I just don't think that we are willing to give enough self-exploration or truly as cliche and as corny as it sounds, we're not willing enough to look into the mirror as much as we should. Um, and I feel like that is something that I'm not necessarily the best at, but it's something I'm very willing to discuss I'm very willing and open to change. And I think that I could give a long, lengthy presentation on my views on how you can motivate other people to try and do the same. Awesome. Hmm. Malcolm, what is the best thing that you got from your parents? What are, what have they imprinted on you that is up, that's definitely the best thing about you? That It's good genes. It's genes. <laughs> Yeah, that, no. Um, Other than your height. <laughs> I am too tall. Um, probably the small talks they had with me. <clears throat> um, and the mistake a sibling can ever do is start comparing them, to, comparing themselves to all the rest of their siblings. Like, oh, this happens to me more than happens to so-and-so. But the conversations I got to have with my dad and conversations... I've got to have with my mom and continue to have with both. Um, I think I have them more than the rest of my siblings, and I'm grateful for that because of the wisdom that I get from each talk. Even if... I know... All right, here's advice for any kids that have difficulty listening to any of their parents. Listen to all of it. Even if you don't like it, listen to all of it. Because there is always something to gain out of it. Um, The first thing you better do is be respectful. But the second thing is, 
don't tune out once they say, oh, well, when I was a kid or when I was your age, this, this, and this. Um, Something is always going to apply to your life, and I'm grateful that I've gotten to have that time with them and get to learn so much from them um, through all the adversities they've faced in their life um, to make my life what it is now. Um, that That's probably what I'm the most thankful for from them, just the conversations I've gotten to have. Amen. Wow. I hope that my kids answer that question that way when they're your age. Mm. What What do you appreciate the most, the conversations that I had with my parents? Holy shit, if my kids answered that way. God, think about how touched you'd be, Hayden. I, ha- I have another one for you, though, Wade, since you're the stat man. Uh-oh. What stat about your life are you most interested in knowing the number two? How many times I've been late to work. <laughs> really? You can pull a report for that. Shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, if I could pull a stat on how many times I've been close to my real big break. Mm. I, have Have I ever really truly been close? Have I ever really truly had an idea that was truly something that I never did anything with? Have I ever really truly been on the cusp of anything that could be considered great and I just didn't see it through to the end? Because something happened in me when I turned 34, 35 that I was sick and tired of caring really what other people thought about me mm. and sick and tired of talking about stuff. Think This podcast is a great example. It's something I've wanted to do for eight years or more. And I never really had, I guess you could call it courage. I never really had the courage to actually do it. I just would talk about it and scheme and come up with ideas. And <clears throat> So, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would answer it that way. That's that's the direction I would go. All right, I got a random question for both of you. The answer cannot be Tom, but what would you change your first name to if you could change it? Wellington. First name? Chatsworth. Chatsworth. <laughs> Chatsworth and Wellington. Um, no. I don't, I've always wanted to be named Wellington Chatsworth for some reason. I feel like it's very proper. That's your pen name. Yeah, it's definitely. If I write a book and you see that. That's yeah, me. yeah. Keep it. Yeah. Mm. I've always liked my name. Yeah. You know, like my parents told me that Wade means wanderer. And then here I am. I graduate high school and then I go to Nebraska. All of my friends in college, in high school, went to KU. I went to Nebraska. And then I moved back to KU. And then I moved to Tennessee. And wanderer actually fits me a whole lot better. Hmm. than what I ever would have thought when I found out what Wade means when I was a little kid. So I kind of like my name. I've never really wanted to change it. My my name means where you keep your hay. Nice. (laughs) Does it really? Yeah. Sounds pretty phonetic. Like an underground, like a den. Like quite literally exactly what you think it is. A hay den. That's that's what my name is. Hmm. But my name used to be cool. 30 years ago when I was a little kid, uh, or baby, like nobody had my name. Nobody, right. right? Nobody, and now everybody does. So I didn't know any Haydens growing up. That's funny. Neither did I. That that's kind of why my parents named my sister Monica in 1998. Friends? No, Bill Clinton. 
Because no one else was going to name their kid that. That's oh. hilarious. Your parents are some smart individuals. Yeah. Yeah. See, they peel with layers back. <laughs> yeah, I like that. They're like they're part of the fifteen percent. They're not going with the crowd. I love that. Yeah, that's good shit. So, um, if okay, it's more on names. If you could choose your nickname, what would your nickname be? To the to the room. Okay, I like the nicknames that I've been given in life. So on the podcast, big, I actually like that a lot. Can't deny it. Um. You're welcome. In elma- thank you. Um, in elementary school, though, it was Milky, and I didn't mind that either. Milky, Milky. Yeah, I don't know what it has to do with like my name. from me, myself, and Irene. I don't know what it was from that Jim Carrey movie. That's well, like one of the, my- the the albino kid. Yeah, but Milky glasses. was white. They kept calling him Milky. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it came from. Uh, no, I actually do Shut know. The fuck up, Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> no, my um preschool teacher called me that and what? After that, not somehow like, it came not, back up. Not Malky? Milky? No, Milky. <laughs> I could see Malky. It, it turned into Malky later. Oh, cuz I I would be thinking like Balky. Did you guys ever watch the show Perfect Strangers? No. You didn't watch Perfect Strangers no. with Balky? Oh my no. god. Hopefully there's a listener out there that'll tweet Probably. me. Tweet me about Balky. From perfect strangers. Um, all right, here's here's one that's not going to cause any controversy. If you could ask the president one question, what would you ask him? The fuck's your problem? <laughs> What's your Twitter inspiration? <laughs> that's easy. It's poop. <laughs> he goes. He goes to take a poop. He got a lot of shit on his you mind. Think it's toilet time. <laughs> yeah. Toilet time. Uh, speaking of smells. Um, Malcolm, <laughs> that's your transition. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow, what Mal- do I smell like? Malcolm, memory is triggered highly by smell. What is your childhood smell like? What's what's that one mm. smell that takes you back? We talked about this, with Levi and Joe. Um, did we? We probably did. I think uh, my grandma's house. Yeah, mm. mothballs. Um, is that what it smelled like? No, it smells like Christmas. Uh. So, cooking and. Wintry and fallness. National so. Geographic and Lysol. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I actually had that written down too. Favorite smell. I don't think I know y'all's favorite state though. No, I don't think we have talked about that. Tennessee, baby. East Tennessee. Oh, we're seceded from the West now. Mm-hmm. That's true. They wanted to do it anyways, so. <laughs> true yeah i you know <laughs> growing up in the midwest and coming here to the mountains and having so many more options of not only scenery but things to do i haven't been to a, a whole lot of different states and i've got more favorite cities like uh, <clears throat> las vegas but i would pick tennessee as my favorite state it's beautiful it's gorgeous incredible here second most diverse plant and animal life yeah man over ten thousand species that's right in the great smoky mountains national park alone Mm. (laughs) facts facts all right i have one more question i want to ask and i don't know how many you guys have but i have one more i have thousands we can keep going what is the thousands but i'm gonna stop here this is gonna be my last one i gotta pee so we're gonna have to quit soon what keeps you up at night 
Actually, right now, it's BRV. <laughs> As in this present moment? No. Like, when I go home to sleep, BRV thoughts oh. pop up in my head. Yeah. I like where it's going. And I think our listeners do, too. So it's a positive keeping you up Oh, for night. sure. Okay. I was thinking... I was. I guess the question was more directed, what's stressing you out? What keeps you up at night? Oh. oh. I was going to say okay, that. that's I, I do drink a lot of caffeine, so it could be... <laughs> It could be that. My bladder. It could be that. You know, um, that could be anything in the world, any, you know, whatever. But just stress, I, I, what's currently stress keeping related. Up? Man, I, I think a lot about uh, my daughter. My daughter more so than my son because she's four and he's two. And mm. she's starting to ask a lot of questions about things. And she's starting to learn things. And she's learning how to write her name. And she knows the alphabet. Not only knows it, but knows how to write it. And... I went up to her and asked her if she knew what my name started with. And she said, yes, Daddy, it's a W. It's an upside-down M. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's things like that have made my brain start to go crazy about what when she asks. What about when she asks me this? Mm. What about when she asks me that? I don't have an answer to that yet. What about when she asks me this big one? I don't have an answer to that yet, how I'm going to answer it. And I think that that is uh, – I just – I really stress about being a, a good example for my my kids, so I think that that's probably what I think about the most when I'm laying there in silence. Is mm-hmm. how did today go in that category? Was I a good example for my children today? That kind of thing. Yeah, it's tough. I guess for me, it's just thinking of tomorrow. Just thinking of tomorrow. I should wait until tomorrow happens, but I worry too much about the next day. So, yeah, that's, that's it. That's a good one. All right, Hayden, this one's for you because I know for a fact that this you fall into this category, okay? Oh, goodness. This, this has been a long episode, so let's cut it down with this. In a minute or less, convince us all to cut the cord from cable. Cheaper, by a lot, no commercials, uh, instant content all the time content getting better all the time and cable sucks <laughs> that was pretty good i mean it's that that's I'm it that's everything right there like freaking why why do i want i mean don't get me wrong netflix is packed full of junk amazon prime is packed full of junk but you know just like cable is but they only charge me eight dollars right <laughs> It's a very good point. <laughs> you know, not $110. People don't really underline that point where you just said cable's full of junk, too. Yeah. You I know, mean, it is. That's, and it you is. only get to watch it on the time that they want to give it to you. Like, hmm. of course, everyone offers on-demand service and stuff like that, but it's just not on par. Malcolm, why should people listen to our podcast? Because we relate to everyone. Every single person. We're just regular we gotta, dudes. Yeah. We cover a lot. We'll talk about whatever you want us to talk about, honestly. It's the most relatable podcast out there. It's pretty true. I like that. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our episodes, whether this one or one or all 22, but it means a lot to us. It really does. It. it I've met somebody that listened to the podcast that was a total stranger the other day, and it literally like warmed my body. It was one of those weird things, like, Really? So it's such a humbling, appreciative feeling that just came over me. So we really do appreciate every single one of you that listens. Thank you so much. We wanted to give you a little bit more about us. Hopefully it helped paint the picture of who we are. So thank you again. Catch you on the next one. <laughs>